What a Day is brought to you by Ulta Beauty. This AAPI Heritage Month, Ulta Beauty is celebrating the joy of belonging, belonging to a community composed of intricate connections, belonging to our past and our future, to the heritage and birthright that is beauty. Ulta Beauty shines a light on the AAPI community, passing the mic to brand founders and creators to tell their stories centered on heritage, joy, and beauty. They carry AAPI-owned and founded brands like Live Tinted, Peach and Lily, Glamnetic, Tree Hut, and more. Shop AAPI-owned and founded brands at Ulta Beauty Stores and Ulta.com. It's Tuesday, March 23rd. I'm Akila Hughes. And I'm Gideon Resnick, and this is What a Day, reminding you to please not download our free podcast illegally. Yeah, all right. We work really hard on it, and we make it free for a reason, so why would you do that? You shouldn't torrent a car, so you shouldn't torrent this show. On today's show, an update on what is going on in Congress at the moment, including a push for D.C. statehood, then some headlines. But first, the latest. We are a critical point in this pandemic a fork in the road where we as a country must decide which path we are going to take. We must act now. And I am worried that if we don't take the right actions now, we will have another avoidable surge. Oh, that is bleak. Well, that was CDC Director Dr. Rochelle Walensky with a familiar message, but one that some people need to keep hearing, I guess. Also in familiar territory, there was more news about AstraZeneca. Wad is contractually obligated to talk about AstraZeneca news every single day, I guess. Uh, but seriously, we got data from the company's U.S. trial on their vaccine. So Gideon, what did we learn? Yeah, uh, what a series of trials and tribulations for this company. So the top line here is that the Oxford AstraZeneca vaccine was basically 100% effective in preventing serious illness and 79% effective against any and all symptomatic COVID. So the important takeaway is that it prevented people from going to the hospital or dying, point blank, a very big success in that regard. And the trial, which involved more than 32,000 participants, also reportedly did not turn up serious safety issues. As we've been talking about, there were concerns in Europe over these rare reports of blood clots. So these trial results opened the door to a possible authorization in the U.S. But according to The Washington Post, that clearance might only happen by May. Dr. Fauci said that it was too soon to say what the role of AstraZeneca will be in the overall U.S. vaccination campaign, but that the trial results proved it was, quote, a good vaccine. I like the way that he undersells things. Uh, (laughs) Things are either good or bad. And the bigger deal could be that a U.S. sample of approval might help its reputation in other places that have been a bit shakier on it recently. It's going to be necessary for many, many countries. And we already saw one recent example of the U.S. promising to loan doses out. All right, but let's go back to the efficacy data from the trial. So let's talk about what that 79% number really means and how important it actually is. Yeah, so there are different overall numbers we might hear about when it comes to efficacy. The 79% number is basically saying that people who got the vaccine were 79% less likely to have any symptoms of COVID than the placebo group. But we also know, like we said, that there were 100% protection offered from severe disease. There's a good recent Vox video we can link it to in our show notes that explains why that severe disease number is probably more important than the symptom number. Essentially, the ultimate goal for public health officials is to make COVID less deadly and less serious. It might not go away completely, but that is the ultimate goal. And that's why it's more important to focus on how effective these shots are in preventing severe disease. 
And a lot of times people do focus on that other number and they try to compare, you know, Moderna's at 95%, AstraZeneca's at 79%, but that's not really the headline number that we should ultimately be paying attention to. And it's not really apples to apples even to compare those trials either because they took place at different times, under different conditions, and also with the presence of variants. Hey, don't underestimate people's ability to be elitist about vaccines. Uh, But we are getting closer to that May date when President Biden wanted states to make all adults eligible for getting vaccines. So do we feel like we're going to meet the deadline? I sure hope so. And slowly but surely, we're seeing states start to open things up. That's a positive sign. There are some places like New York State where there is still this steady movement through tiers. For instance, today, they're starting to allow anyone 50 and older. Then there are places like West Virginia that has just opened it all up. They have allowed for anyone 16 and older to get a shot. Governor Jim Justice said that older populations are still going to be prioritized there, but that anyone can now basically get in line. Tennessee is reportedly going to fully open eligibility in early April, and Arizona is also offering shots to all ages at certain sites throughout the state. That is 16 and up. In short, it continues to be vax on vax on vax time, and hopefully we will really be cooking in the next couple of months. Do not let me say that phrase again. Uh, Let's shift gears (laughs) to a conversation happening in D.C. about, well, D.C. Akilah, let's talk about this big hearing yesterday on statehood. All right. So the first thing that I learned is that hearings allow for a lot of dumbass questions. But before I get there, I'll explain what happened. So the House had a hearing on D.C. statehood yesterday and D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser testified, among others. Democrats in the House are expected to pass a bill in the next couple months on this. So if you don't know the background, basically, the District of Columbia has laws and taxes, more taxes than any state in the union, but has no actual representation in Congress, including senators. The 700,000 people who live there have taxation without representation. They just don't have a harbor to throw tea into. So (laughs) for scale, that's a bigger population than Wyoming and Vermont. And there's a very large black population there. It's literally nicknamed Chocolate City. So you can probably see why this is a moral issue and a racial justice issue. And it's not a new issue, but it's definitely gained mainstream traction recently with Biden and the Dems holding all the power. Yeah. And so the subject is D.C. statehood. Where does Congress stand at the moment? I think I can guess, but why don't you tell us? All right. So Republicans are against it. Uh, They say it's unconstitutional and that it's just a way for Democrats to gain votes in Congress. Uh, Most Dems support it. But, you know, blah, blah, filibuster, 60 vote supermajority, same old, same old in terms of getting this passed in the Senate. Here's Mayor Bowser making the historical, logical and constitutional argument for statehood. They say Washington, D.C. statehood is unconstitutional, even though constitutional experts have refuted this claim. Article 1 of the Constitution is not an obstacle. As H.R. 51 makes clear, a federal district will remain for the federal government, its buildings and its workings. And the rest of the area where people live will become the 51st state. Right. So like she said, under the Democratic House bill, there would still be federal lands. It would just be shrunk to the two miles that encapsulate the White House, the Supreme Court and the Capitol. But the rest would become the state of Washington, Douglas Commonwealth in honor of Frederick Douglass. Right. So you mentioned dumb questions also at the hearing and general (laughs) silliness. Please elaborate there. All right. So the Heritage Foundation, which is a conservative Reagan era think tank, let Zach Smith, who if you don't know who that is, that's fair. (laughs) He's a very much a rando. Uh, He testified that he's against statehood because, you know what, I think I have to let him speak for himself because it is is too dumb to repeat. There's no question that D.C. residents already impact the national debate for the members here today. How many of you saw D.C. statehood yard signs or bumper stickers or banners on your way to this hearing today? I certainly did. 
Where else in the nation could some, such simple actions reach so many members of Congress? Mm. So mm. Uh, <laughs> his point was that if you can drive by signs, and that means they're basically already a state if you think about it. Yeah, bumper uh, sticker yeah, is the same as a senator, right? That's the same. Right. Yeah. <laughs> It was honestly so stupid I had to take a walk. Um, but other conservatives <laughs> raised questions about lack of airports, uh, landfill, and car dealerships in D.C., which we all know is the Seventh Amendment to the Constitution. It's not a state if there's nowhere to buy a used car for happy Honda days. Yeah, the founders were, in fact, the Kia hamsters in those cars. Uh, okay, and the other story that is kind of bubbling up now in D.C. is what the next big legislative push from the Biden White House might be. Right. So the New York Times and the Washington Post both put out stories yesterday saying that members of Biden's team are planning to recommend that the president call for another massive spending package for as much as three trillion dollars, you know, because Dutton is a habit, I guess. <laughs> um, but according to the New York Times story, Biden's advisors are going to recommend that the bills be split up into two, one that focuses on infrastructure like roads, bridges, clean energy, rural broadband, which, you know, could get some Republican support if they're smart. And the second bill that focuses on investing in people and the job market. Uh, so that's Money for free community college, a national paid leave program for parents, and universal pre-K. So we still don't know many of the details yet, but this falls under the whole build back better idea from Biden's campaign. And according to reporting, it could be partially funded through taxes on corporations and the wealthy, which could then very much limit Republican support. As you know, they love the billionaires. Mm -hmm. Okay, so it might finally actually be infrastructure week after long last, but we'll see. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, when asked about it, White House Press Secretary Dinsaki said, quote, conversations are ongoing. So any speculation about future economic proposals is premature. Go off, Jen. Very diplomatic. Uh, we'll follow this as it develops. But that's the latest for now. Tuesday Wad Squad. And for today's Temp Check, we're talking about vaccine perks. Krispy Kreme announced yesterday that from now until the end of the year, they'll give a free donut to anyone who can prove they've been fully vaccinated. Mm. It's not a one-time offer either. Under the new promotion, Americans with vaccine cards can try the country's most densely glazed donut for free every single day. So Giddy, what's your reaction? Uh, my reaction is I'm going to do it. Uh, <laughs> I want to try this out. It sounds yeah. so much like a, a terms and conditions may apply type of thing. I don't believe it until I hear some anecdotal evidence from myself or uh, persons that I know. Um, but it sounds it sounds okay. I do I do worry, like we were talking about before, when we have some of these things that are like supposed to incentivize people, but you know we also have a problem in terms of not having everybody have equal access and opportunity yeah, at the moment. Um, but you know, let's say in the future we are all a vaccinated nation. It's time to poison ourselves with donuts. You know, we earned it. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You know, we have a new virus and it's called Donut Mania in America. <laughs> it, we yeah. love them. It's never left. Uh, it's, and it's going to come back. So same question for you, Akila. How are you feeling about this? You know, I think it's really, really nice of them to offer free donuts. Uh, they make so many donuts every day that I, I doubt that this is going to stop the, uh, you know, the consumption of a dozen donuts. I feel like people are going to buy in bulk as they often do. Mm -hmm. Um I also think, you know, if they're trying to be equal access, why not extend this to like gas stations that sell Krispy Kreme? Because mm. there are not a lot of Krispy Kremes across the country. You know, it's a pretty narrow chain. And I think that that feels like they're, you know, maybe heavily favoring some people who live closer to, you know, those delicious, delicious uh, fried 
goods. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'd do it. I feel like uh, my doctor wouldn't recommend it. There's a lot of cholesterol <laughs> and uh, runs high in my family. So, you know, <laughs> I would like to do it. Is it the right thing to do? I don't know. You know, jury's out. I think this should be extended to honey buns and vending machines, uh, Takis, <laughs> uh, other 7-Eleven snacks. Yeah. yeah, truly. Anything, anything that's snackable, uh, it, we, we will have earned it at that point. And I think, I think it's, it's only worth it. Yeah. It's also like, why were there no donuts while we were in quarantine? Like, <laughs> that would have been really helpful for morale at that point. I think the vaccine is its own reward in a lot of ways. But just like that, we have checked our tips. Stay safe. Eat some donuts, you know? I just, I've got a hanker it all of a sudden. And uh, we'll be back after some ads. What a day is brought to you by Books. This Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. She absolutely deserves the best. And that's why you should send her farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. And with 20% off, you can send some to mom, your wife, your auntie, even your granny, okay? Anyone who deserves flowers in your life mm-hmm. doesn't have to be holiday specific. You get flowers, you're getting flowers, <laughs> everyone's getting flowers. <laughs> Go to books.com and use promo code WAD for 25% off. That is B-O-U-Q-S dot com, promo code WAD, books, promo code WAD. What a day is brought to you by Fast Growing Trees. Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers. They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Plus, Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. We love fast-growing trees here. I keep telling you that the many plants that I've gotten from these folks are yet hanging on. Um, And that's not because I have a green thumb, okay? This spring, fast-growing trees, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code WAD at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code WAD at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code WAD. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Therapy is great for, you know, you know that thing that just is like sitting on your shoulder, you can't get over it, and you just sometimes need somebody to talk through it with? Therapy can be helpful for that, you all, okay? You got to get it off your chest, you know? And you can do that with BetterHelp. So visit BetterHelp.com slash WAD today to get 10% off your first month. That's 10% off your first month at BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash WAD. Let's wrap up with some headlines. Headlines. Some tragic news that we're following. A gunman opened fire inside a grocery store in Boulder, Colorado yesterday. 
At least 10 people were reported dead as of last night, and more details may come out by the time you hear this. The shooting took place on the second story of King Supers, a supermarket chain, and the suspect, a white adult man, was taken out of the store in handcuffs and is currently in custody. Dozens of people inside the store were evacuated. The mayor of Boulder, Sam Weaver, responded on Twitter, writing, quote, Words can do no justice to the tragedy that has unfolded this afternoon. Our community will soon grieve our losses. We will keep you updated on this story as it develops. A massive fire burned down hundreds of shelters at a Rohingya refugee camp in Bangladesh yesterday. At least 20,000 people had to flee the settlement, and at least five people are suspected to be dead. This was the third fire to hit the camps in four days. And last Friday, two separate fires burned down hundreds of shelters and health facilities. An official in charge of responding to the fire said that the cause was unknown. A spokesperson from Amnesty International pointed out that the fires were happening too frequently to be just coincidental. Currently, over a million Rohingya refugees live in those cramped shelters after after escaping persecution in Myanmar around 2017. The fun-to-watch, scary-to-make daytime talk show Ellen has lost more than a million viewers <laughs> over the past year, indicating that audiences are turned off by reports of workplace misconduct. In July, BuzzFeed ran an article that included staffers' allegations of racism, fear, and intimidation at the Ellen offices. That was followed by an internal investigation and the firing of three high-level producers. Ellen offered an apology on the air where she suggested that her Be Kind brand glossed over the messy realities of being human, which we can assume sometimes led people to give post-traumatic stress disorder to over 1,000 production assistants. That is a rough estimate. It is not a real <laughs> statistic. Please do not cite in front of Ellen. It could be dangerous for you and me. Ellen's loss of over 1 million viewers is equal to a loss of 43% of her audience, which is a way bigger decline than has been seen among her fellow daytime hosts and partners in Smiling, Kelly Clarkson, Dr. Phil, also Slightly Scary, and Kelly Ripa. Yeah, Dakota Johnson is vindicated. Um, <laughs> many of us who followed the story of blood testing fraud at Theranos had the same note. This is interesting, but I wish it was way more nasty. <laughs> Our dreams came true last week with the news that the founders of San Francisco feces testing startup Ubiome have been charged Ooh. with fraud for allegedly bilking $60 million from investors on a stinky foundation of questionable science and deceptive billing. Mm -hmm. In the same way that Theranos' Elizabeth Holmes said she'd made breakthroughs in analyzing blood, the founders of Ubiome said that they could extract actionable health data from at-home poop testing. These claims helped them reach a $600 million valuation, plus get an award from Gwyneth Paltrow's Goop, which basically <laughs> exists to hype up this exact service. Mm -hmm. Over time, Ubiome's business model became more about billing insurance companies for tests that weren't necessary or clinically valid, which became a problem once the insurance companies caught on. Ubiome was raided by the FBI in April of 2019, and now the founders could have to pay millions and are facing jail time. Officers, before you take the men, definitely ask them to wash their hands, okay? <laughs> Nasty. Anyway, let the record show I only invested a little bit. Same. Just a <laughs> couple million. That's it. You know, I just liked that it said poop on the NASDAQ. <laughs> Am I wrong? <laughs> it's fine. No. Well, those are the headlines. One last thing before we go on this week's episode of Pod Save the People, DeRay McKesson and the crew are joined by author Cleo Wade to talk about her new book, What the Road Said. The story explores the idea that it's okay to be afraid or to wander down the wrong path sometimes. It's a great conversation. Listen and subscribe to Pod Save the People wherever you get your podcasts. That is all for today. If you like the show, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, grab a free donut and tell your friends to listen. <laughs> And if you're into reading and not just lists of smiley daytime TV hosts like me, <laughs> What A Day is also a nightly newsletter. Check it out and subscribe at crooked.com slash subscribe. I'm Akila Hughes. I'm Gideon Resnick. And, and get, get lost, lost, stinky Theranos. Theranos.
I just want an HBO doc, you know? I want like a play-by-play HBO doc, what was happening at the poop store. That's what I want to know. Lies mostly. (laughs) Lies and poop. What a Day is a production of Crooked Media. It's recorded and mixed by Charlotte Landis. Sonia Tun is our assistant producer. Our head writer is John Milstein, and our executive producers are Katie Long, Akila Hughes, and me. Our theme music is by Colin Gilliard and Kashaka. As a chef and a restaurant owner, I'm as meticulous about my cookware as I am about my ingredients. That's why I love Made in Cookware. Each pan they make isn't just designed to perform, it's crafted to last. As a mom, I love that I can trust Made in. It's made from the world's finest materials, so I can feel good about what I'm feeding my family. I'm Chef Brooke Williamson, and I use Made in Cookware. Escape to Ocean City, Maryland, and discover a place that just feels lighter. Where every day feels like Saturday, and french fries are a food group. Where flip-flops are always in fashion, and seafood is always in season. Where the boardwalk is bustling, and the beach is right outside your door. Where you can rise with the tide, and feel like a kid again. Ocean City, Maryland. Somewhere to smile about. Book your trip at Oceocean.com.